Hi everyone, uh, this is uh, Rabbi Nassen. So, um, yeah, there was a really interesting uh, thing that I learned. You know, sometimes I say a little bit really interesting too much, but that's the way it is for me. Um, so, we're, as you know, we're in the time period of mourning, the three weeks leading up to the time when both the first uh, temple and second temple in Jerusalem were destroyed. Um, that'll be on Tisha B'Av, that was on Tisha B'Av, uh, 2,000 years ago, uh, approximately, the uh, second temple was destroyed, and uh, the first temple was destroyed, I think around, uh, it must have been 500 years beforehand. So it's generally a very difficult time. Um, so there's a really interesting and beautiful interpretation of the Rebbe um, concerning two different narratives about this uh, this uh, um, terrible time that gives an interesting view, an interesting, uh, I would say, like an interesting perspective on these things and that can really help in life and has really helped me. Um, the Rebbe goes, I mean, in, in order to get to the, to the point, the Rebbe goes, digs really, really deep. There's a lot of halachic polemics involved. And, uh, you know, the Rebbe, he, when he wants to prove a point or even to mention something, uh, he proves um, unconditionally that the first reading of the narrative is wrong. And therefore, he introduces a new reading and that new reading is, is extremely powerful. So that's the Rebbe's approach. I hope that one day we'll have a chance to go through these podcasts and have really long form, really in-depth uh, podcasts, which will go through every detail of the Rebbe's uh, vision. But as for me at the present, um, I think it's, it's important, first, first of all, to share the ideas. So without, enough of that. Let's... Let's get into the meat. So there's the two narratives. The first narrative is there's four rabbis. They're walking in Rome. Um, the rabbis are Tanaim. Uh, they're from the time of the Talmud, which is approximately the time the temple was destroyed. I think it's 70 BC. Uh, and so, or AD, I don't know. I think it's BC, yeah, yeah. Or CE, as they say, 70 CE, um, common era. So they're they're walking in Rome. Rome is the second temple period at the end after the second temple period, and they're uh, they're Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah, Rabbi Gamaliel, and Rabbi Akiva. So they see this uh, big party quite far away. Actually, they don't see it; they hear it. And uh, there's these Romans having a jolly old time. And uh, so we have Rabbi Gamaliel. All the three of the rabbis, the three other than Rabbi Akiva, start crying. And Rabbi Akiva begins laughing. They look at him and they say, "What are you doing? Why are you uh, like this? Doesn't make any sense. Why are you uh, Why are you laughing? I mean." He says, well, why are you crying? I mean, Jews answer questions with questions, right? So he's like, why, why are you crying? He says, well, the Romans, they destroyed the temple. So they're like, what did the Romans do to us? Or do for us, but they did to us. Destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed Israel, destroyed the temple. So there is a, a reason to cry. And look, they're having a good, jolly old time. And Rabbi Akiva says, well, if that's what happens to people who go against God's will, 
Imagine what will happen to people who do God's will. This is a very interesting thing. Say it's against, people go against God's will. It's an interesting play over here because the Romans destroying the temple was God's will. But on the other hand, uh, to be the sir, to be the messenger of God, to do destructive acts. Um, yeah, maybe you should choose someone else for a change. And the Romans did it gleefully, and they also didn't. If you know a little bit about uh, Roman uh, history, I know a very little bit. I'm not a historian; I'm a rabbi. But uh, as you know, uh, but um, so the Romans. Uh, they they were really into murdering, and they were really into. Uh, they had some law, but it was extremely hardcore and very, uh, yeah, extremely hardcore. So, and also it was uh, very pagan, and uh, they were very very violent and 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 you know with the Roman amphitheaters and there was no such things, you know, any sort of sexual propriety. So. And idol worship was rampant. So, I mean, yeah, God wasn't happy. At least not the God of the Jews. So then they're having a jolly old time. So certainly, we're going to have a great time. You know, God, when the time of, of I wouldn't say reckoning, but the time of uh, God's coming to, is going to uh, heal our wounds, uh, we'll have also, we'll have lots of jolly good times. All right, so that's the first story. Second story, this is a different location. This is Jerusalem. You have uh, four, the same four rabbis. They're going on a walk, and they are outside, just outside of Jerusalem. They climb Mount Scopus, and guess what they see? Um, from the top of Mount Scopus, they see the destruction, the the, the, the destruction that Romans wrought. You have the, the temple that's destroyed. You have uh, uh, Jerusalem that's destroyed. So the first thing that they do is they tear their their, their clothes, right? So this is, you know, a sign of mourning. Someone passes on the mitzvah, the halacha, is to tear your clothes. So we have, uh, and again, everyone's crying, and Rabbi Akiva's laughing. So they ask the same question, same narrative. And Rabbi Akiva answers an interesting thing. He says, listen, there was Uriah HaKohen, who had a prophecy. And there was um, Zechariah. Uh, I can't remember the exact name. Uh, he also had a prophecy. And Uriah Cohen's prophecy was about how Jerusalem will be uh, basically, uh, what's the word called? It'll be plowed over. And Zechariah was like, well, uh, um, yeah, so one second. Oh, I missed a little point. Yeah, so the point of the story I, I just missed was that there was a fox coming out of the Holy of Holies. Not only was it destroyed, but there was a fox coming out of the Holy of Holies. So this is like adding suffering, like extra suffering, right? So again, so, but the point still remains that Rabbi Akiva uh, seemed to be, you know, he says, listen, if, even though there is destruction now, but uh, just like this prophecy was, was, uh, came through, so, so too all the prophecies, the prophecies that will, of Zechariah, who he uh, prophesied that Mashiach will come, uh, the time of the redemption will come, and so that, that's going to happen. So we have here, um, the Talmud ends this, this narrative, the second narrative, with an interesting uh, perspective, an interesting uh, uh, line, I guess, quote, says, uh, so the, in this, this was the words that the rabbis said. 
the rabbis said to uh, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, you have uh, you have uh, comforted us, Rabbi Akiva, you have comforted us. So that's the uh, that's the uh, that's the narrative. Okay, uh, the two narratives. So there's a few questions, a few things that we can sort of see here. I mean, every detail of this narrative has a lot of wisdom. But, like, there's a very simple, like, really, 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 really simple question, which is, like, Rabbi Akiva, what do you mean? Why are you... Why are you... Why are you... Rabbi Akiva turns to the rabbis, and he's like, why are you crying? Like, both times. What do you mean, why are you crying? That's so ridiculous. Isn't it obvious why a person would cry under such... um, a, such a uh, uh, such a such a situation. I mean, it's just so so obvious. The temple's destroyed, right? No. So, what's the answer? Okay. So, and there's also a whole bunch of other questions. Like, uh, there's a whole bunch of other questions. A whole bunch of other of other of other issues with this story. Um, that I'm not going to get into right now, but like, let's let's just focus on this. Like, what's really going on here? Why do you have two narratives? Why are they only consoled at the end of the second narrative? So I think that there's um, there's something here that's a very a very important message. There's um, what's really going on? What are the two perspectives of the rabbis and Rabbi Akiva? Why does Rabbi Akiva have his own perspective? Like, what's what's going on here? So. Uh, it's not just, I think my first observation, this is Rebbe's observation, it's not just that, you know, everything Jews believe, that Rebbe Kiva said, we believe that everything that God does is for the good. Okay? That's true, but everyone agrees with that. What's going on here? So I think, so to take this a little bit further, okay? And this is my... Uh, my uh, perspective here is let's just dig a little deeper. What's really bothering the rabbis? What's really bothering them? It says, well, there's really not just uh, one issue. It's a big issue here. They're, they see the suffering of the present. Okay? They see the difficulty that, that, uh, that the Jewish people have to go through. They see this pain, okay? They see, they feel this on their bones, and they see the insult. The insult that's in the first story, there's a very strong insult here. It's like, uh, not only, okay, so the Romans have to be powerful, it's less embarrassing that a powerful nation destroys the Jewish people, fine. But what's this added insult of like, this, 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 this ridiculous, um, fact that the Romans are having this this great big party while everything's going to hell. I mean, it's like there's this question like, okay, I understand that God has to do it, but why? Like, why doesn't it just end there? You know, fine, the, the temple is destroyed. You know, we are God's people. These people have done some terrible acts, but this this story should end, okay? And that's it. And let's move on. And the Romans should be destroyed. You know, like, that's enough. And the same thing also with the other situation. Okay, you know what? Destroy the temple. But foxes in the Holy of Holies, 
This is just too much. So, so what's Rabbi Akiva's perspective? The very, he has a very interesting perspective. He says like this. First of all, it's worth it. It's worth it to go through the suffering. It's worth the suffering for the blessing, even if the blessing is, 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 not, is not that much better than the suffering. But it's worth it. Which is a very interesting perspective. Right? We're willing to go through this great suffering for the blessing. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, even if it's just a sideways blessing. But that's the first story. So the first story is, you know, willing to go through some additional pain. Because, you know, if, like, if it's going to be bad for us, you know, uh, now it'll be a lot better, you know, in the future and just like it was better for them. Okay. For the Romans. Fine. That's the first narrative. The second narrative is an even more powerful narrative, in my opinion. The second narrative is saying something that almost to the effect that the destruction is a beginning of the destruction is the beginning of the rebuilding. So like without I guess something like like this. If there's out without the prophecy of Uriah, we won't come to the prophecy of Zachariah. Like without the su- the suffering is the beginning. It's not just that, you know, the more suffering the better the reward afterwards. So it's worth it. No. It's impossible to get to, you know, w- without without going through the pain, right? These two prophecies are tied into each other, and the completion of one prophecy guarantees the completion of the other, and that's that. And that's Rabbi Akiva's view, and that's that's the point where the the uh, the great rabbis that were with him agreed with him because. It's not about, you know, if it's about, okay, well, it's worth going through a bit of additional pain and suffering for something else afterwards. Um, you know, that's your opinion. That's okay. Thank you. You know, it is great. Their suffering is really great, and that's good. I mean, that's it. Uh, you know, you see the future. I see the present. Okay, that's your perspective. But when it's about something completely different, it's not about, you know, a, d- a discussion about future and present. It's not a discussion about... It's a completely different discussion. It's a discussion about a journey. Um, and that the only way to go through, to get to reach the end, end point, is by going through the journey. Right? The only way. There's no other way. Um, now you can ask why, you can argue, whatever. But when you know you're on a journey, so you're on a journey. And that's something that's comforting. And even if you don't have that same opinion, maybe you'll say, well, I disagree. Okay, so I disagree with God. You know, I'd rather not have this whole journey, you know, or whatever. But the reality is, is that, and this is a very, is that, that you need the journey. This is a very, very powerful and important message um, for the nine days, but also for, for life. Uh, when you live your life in, with like this hope and this goal, um, in mind that it's all part of the path and it's so much easier to I guess to swallow to accept and I guess in some ways it's the only way to accept and swallow life is through is through this you know whether you agree right you may not agree with the whole perspective right you might be saying well I'd, I'd rather not 
have that. You know, thank you very much. Uh, and I don't want to have more pain in order to more to have more gain. Like, you know, leave me out. But when you're involved in that, when it's happening, when this is sort of God's will, right? So when you go with the flow and you realize that all of this is part of a, a direction, a goal, and your suffering isn't for naught, and this, this, this is the only way to go through for a better future, so yeah, it's so much easier, so much easier. Um, and make I don't even, I, I wouldn't even say it's so much easier. It gives, it makes it even possible. So may we merit to not have to do any of the suffering anymore, just joy. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to sponsor um, what I do, uh, please go to www.chabadyouthcarmiel. That's www.chabadyouthcarmiel.com. Um, if you'd like to sponsor a Shabbat, that's 500 bucks uh, US. If you'd like to sponsor a student in need, like an immigrant for food and whatnot, uh, a student sponsorship scholarship uh, where we give food cards and meals and all that, that's $1,000. And if you want to sponsor just one student's Friday night meal, that's $18. I really, really appreciate it. Have a really, really great day. I'll be in touch.